Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Duff Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Sosland. Today we are learning Duff Tetvav, page 15 in Masachat Sukkah. The second Mishnah on our Duff, which appears at the bottom of Amud Aleph, presents a system in which one could build the roof of a sukkah out of forbidden schach, metal spits, or the sides of a bed if and only if one leaves space between them for permitted schach. Hamekaresu kato bashvudin o ba'aruchot hamita im yesh revach b'nehem kimotan k'shera, one who makes a roof over his sukkah with spits or with the sides of a bed, if there is space between them as wide as the things, the items themselves, then this is a kosher sukkah, provided that one fills that space with permitted schach. It is not uncommon today where the roof is made of metal rods or other items that are not schach, but in between the rods there is at least equal room for kosher schach, so that you may see metal above you, but there is a preponderance of material that is Gidulo min haaretz, grown from the ground, in between each of the metal rods. This, our Mishnah tells us, is permitted. But the Mishnah's assumption that these two items are not permitted, metal spits and pieces of a bed, is interesting in itself. Let's review these two items. Metal spits and sides of a bed. Shvudin, o aruchot hamita. The word for metal spits is actually a word we hear today in Israeli food. Shipudim are those metal skewers that have meat or fish on them, what some of us know as shish kebab, which is actually a Turkish name. In Israel, if you go for dinner to a shipudia, you're headed somewhere where you'll have some delicious skewers. Turns out the word for metal spits in the Mishnah was the same word. More proof that the Hebrew language is the longest intact living language. While ancient Greek and modern Greek are different languages in Israel today, we are still using the Hebrew from the Mishnah, from the year 200 and even from the Tanakh centuries earlier. According to this Mishnah, there is an assumption that shpudim, metal spits, are forbidden to be used as schach for the sukkah for two reasons. First, of course, schach must be made of something shegidulo min ha'aret, something that grows from the ground, and obviously metal spits do not. The second reason is that metal spits qualify as kelim, utensils, and kelim are susceptible to impurity. They are susceptible to tumah. Utensils, any kind of utensil, can be made impure, which, as we learned the other day, renders schach forbidden, since the two requirements for schach are that it must grow from the ground and it cannot be susceptible to tumah. Because metal spits are kalim, they are susceptible to tumah and therefore ineligible to be used as schach. 
The second example is slightly more complicated. Why are aruchot hamita, the sides of a bed, not permitted as chach? In the days of the Mishnah, bed frames were made of wood. Wood grows from the ground. And if it's no longer a part of a bed, then a side of a bed, a piece of wood that was once on a square bed frame, is not a utensil either. It was once a utensil, but it's not now. So why would that be susceptible to tum'ah? The Gemara here brings another concept to try to understand this. Lema misayeya le lerebi ami bar tavyomi. Let's say that this Mishnah supports the opinion of Rabbi Ami Bar Tavyomi. De'ama Rabbi Ami Bar Tavyomi, because this is what he said, Sakecha bivla'echelim psula. If someone covered a sukkah with worn out pieces of clothing, the sukkah is invalid. Worn out pieces of clothing are in many ways the same as pieces of a former bed frame. They were once usable items, but they are no longer used as such. And according to the Gemara, they are both, both worn out pieces of clothing and pieces of a bed frame are susceptible to Tumah still, even though they are no longer being used as such. Later on the daf, the Gemara asks how these things could be susceptible. How could sides of a bed frame, it asks, be susceptible if it's no longer being used, these things are no longer being used in the bed frame? Mita mitama'at chavila, umitaheret chavila, divrei rabbi Eliezer. A bed can only become pure or impure as a unit. Although the Chachamim say it can contract Tuma or Tahara even in sections. My Ninhu, what are these sections? Amarabi Hanan, Amarabi, alongside of a bed that is still attached to two legs, or a short side of a bed which is still attached to two legs. Arucha Ushtechraim, Uktsara Ushtechraim. Evidently, the Gemara explains, these pieces of a bed, if they are attached to parts of the bed, can be brought close to a wall, and then, if they are attached to another side, they can be used to sit upon or to weave ropes between them and to lie on those ropes. So the Gemara comes from assuming that pieces of a bed cannot be used for schach, to then returning to this idea, how is it possible, and finally realizing that if they're still connected to another piece of a bed, even if it's not an entire bed frame, they can be used. They are usable for something. They are usable for sitting on, or you can take ropes and turn them into a hammock of sorts. These are not to be thrown away just yet, and therefore they're susceptible to tumah. Talk about reduce, reuse, recycle. I wonder, perhaps I'm overreading here, but we have the privilege to do that today. Perhaps there may be a bit of a lesson here about bal tashrit, do not waste. Our daf seems to be teaching us that certain things, even if they look like nothing, are still usable utensils. And we need to be careful before we assign something the title of non-usable. The sukkah is an interesting paradox. 
On the one hand, it is asking us to use a lot of natural materials for a temporary structure. That could seem to us like waste. And yet, on the other hand, there seems to be an underlying concern here about the usefulness of certain things that we might want to utilize as chach. You know those clothes that are old and look like they can't be used anymore? That bed frame that you think of taking apart in order to use as chach? Think again. The Gemara is clear that these things are susceptible to tumah like other usable items, like other kalim utensils. They can still be used. So it may be overreading, but I think it works, especially given the nature of the holiday of Sukkot. We cannot make a temporary structure which uses things that are not temporary, which uses things that can be useful for other items. Reuse those things. The fragility of the sukkah depends on this idea that we will use what we have and that we will experience the natural world in a way that we will protect it and not waste the things that we could potentially use. That is a lesson for every holiday, but it seems particularly appropriate for the holiday of Sukkot. Until tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.